0: we come before our lord this morning this time for prayer today is a very special day for our archdiocese um which we get to celebrate basically every year um it's the day of the ordination of the new priests and um and today because of the the circumstances and the coronavirus actually it's the ordination for both the deacons and the priests for our archdiocese. And while this is something that's going to go completely unnoticed by most of the people that live um, in the archdiocese of Hartford, this is an important day uh, for our local church. And every year, it's an important day for our local church that our Lord renews um, his love for his people by giving us um, new priests. He gives... um, he gives new men who lay down their lives uh, and will lay down their lives just in a few hours in the Cathedral of St. Joseph in Hartford today um, to serve him. And so, Lord, we thank you for this, this gift of the priesthood to your church um, and of the ordained ministry. And uh, this morning, we have a chance to reflect a little bit upon the role of deacons and priests in the church and what actually happens at the ordination that uh, we should pray for, for our priests, we should pray for our deacons. Uh, We should pray for them that they live out what happens today. A special way in this time of prayer, we we remember um, Joseph McNeil and Matthew Collins, who uh, will be ordained deacons, and um, now deacon Jaime Maldonado, who before the end of the day will be conformed to Jesus Christ in a new way as a priest of God. Uh, Just the reality of, of ordination Um, Deacon Jaime, wherever he is right now, um, today, like right now, he could say the words, um, I absolve you from your sins and nothing happens. That's it. It's, it's nothing. Um, and in about four hours, five hours, um, in that moment, um, then that changes. And now he'll have the power, the, um, being conformed to Christ to, um, to remove our sins and more importantly and more, um, wondrously this morning, um, Deacon Jaime could take regular bread and wine, um, say, this is my body. This is my blood. Nothing happens. Still just bread and wine. But before the end of the day today, um, he will be able to take bread and wine and actually he can celebrates his first masses can celebrate with the archbishop. And so he's a co-celebrant of his, um, own ordination. And, um, And he'll say those words, This is my body. This is my blood. And bread and wine actually becomes, at his words, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. We should have a great reverence for the holy priesthood. Um, St. Jose Maria writes in The Way um, A priest, whoever he may be, is always another Christ. Always. And then another point to love God and not revere the priest, this is not possible. Um, A priest is always another Christ. Whatever his um, personal uh, talents may be or lack thereof, his personal defects, a priest is always another Christ. And so a mark of a good faithful disciple of our Lord is to love our priests uh, and to pray for our priests. And that we want our priests to be Holy we, we revere our priests now this means it doesn 't mean we worship them, I and mean, it doesn 't mean that we fall into a type of clericalism where like whatever father says goes right like no no no, but priests have a certain role in the church that we should love and honor um that yeah they don 't they don 't tell us what classes we should take in school they don 't tell us how we should do our professional job in the middle of the world, but rather their their goal is not worldly uh, and clericalism happens when we start um looking to our priests for worldly goals. Um, but the goal of the priest is not, is not a worldly one. The priest is aimed at getting us to heaven. Uh, the, the life of the priest is at the service of getting God's people to heaven. And so we should listen to them when they give us good spiritual advice. Um, we should ask them for advice. We should listen uh, to the counsel that they give us in, in confession. We should um, be grateful for their ministry. So many of us in these last months have been deprived of being able to receive our Lord in the Holy Eucharist. Um, and without the priests, that would be a, a daily normal reality. And so we want our priests, um, we need our priests and we want, we should revere them. Um, we should, we should treat them, whoever they are with respect. There's another thing in here. And again, we don't want to get too, too scrupulous about these things. Um, I insist those tricks or jokes about a priest, in spite of what may seem to to be attenuating circumstances, are always, at least vulgar, a lack of good manners, that we don't, um, we shouldn't make fun of priests. Um, Again, there's some, there may be some lighthearted, um, teasing or laughing in a way that's upbuilding, right? We can, we can, um, we can laugh and enjoy that our Lord, um, uh, some of the quirks, if we in a loving way, you know, like the way we laugh about our dad for wearing, um, for always finding the food court whenever whenever he takes to shopping, right, or whatever, we can laugh about that, but not in a way that, that's um, mean hearted or making fun, but rather in a way that is um, is loving. This is my dad, right, and so we could. There's there's a room for a little bit of of humor, but never um, critical, um, making fun of, never never mockery right? We don't mock our priests, um, whoever they may be, even if, they're, um, even if we don't get along with them, um, if they don't like us. They still can absolve our sins. Uh, they can still change bread and wine into the body and blood of Jesus Christ. And so we should revere them. Um, we should treat them with respect. We should pray for them, um, particularly priests who have lost their way. Um, we should pray for them. Very much so. These are these are men who God has called, who have the um, the ability to to uh, teach, govern, and sanctify in the church. And if they've lost their way, uh, we need to pray for them. And when we pray for our priests and when we pray for our deacons, um, we should have in mind what what are we praying for, right? And so today, um, Lord, as we're here with you, it gives us an opportunity to reflect a little on the. On the very rite of ordination itself and the prayers uh, that we pray um, for them. The first rite that'll be celebrated today is the rite of the ordination of deacons. And again, we're not going to go through all liturgical things. This isn't a liturgical catechesis. This is a time of prayer with you, Lord. Um, but that, you know, the prayer that, it's the prayer of ordination that actually like does the thing. It's just like at Mass where we have all the other prayers, but it's actually the words of institution that do the thing. So it's the prayer of nation that actually, you know, does the thing uh, and changes these men. And so with regard to the ordination of deacons, um, the bishop prays, send forth upon them, Lord, we pray, the Holy Spirit, that they may be strengthened by the gift of your sevenfold grace for the faithful carrying out of the work of ministry. Like, boom, that's the paragraph that does it. Um, that we, we, this pouring out of the Holy Spirit to strengthen these men, um, for carrying out the ministry, uh, and that when when maybe our priests are growing, and our you know every priest is still a deacon. Like I was ordained a deacon nine months before I was ordained a priest, or so. Um, no, seven months, but whatever. It was, um, but that the the grace of the diaconate should still be there, and so when maybe our priests are are lazy, um, not you know have have given into this this laziness, they've given into this lack of zeal. That we should pray that this be. Um, renewed in them. Send forth in them, o Lord, we pray, the Holy Spirit, that they may be strengthened by the gift of your sevenfold grace for the faithful carrying out of the work of the ministry. Like, get to work. It's time to get to work. And We want our priests to get to work. Um, we should pray that this, this grace that they received when they were ordained deacons be renewed in them. And then I love, this is one of my favorite paragraphs in, um, there's a few that are my favorites, but may there abound in them every gospel virtue. And then it goes through the list. Unfeigned love, concern for the sick and poor, unassuming authority, the purity of innocence, and the observance of spiritual discipline. Like that's what we want for the, the clerics in the church. That's what we want for our deacons and for our priests. Unfeigned love, they, they really mean it. That priest really loves me, really cares about me. When you meet a priest who really loves you, who really, really cares about, about you, about your spiritual growth, and isn't faking it. Unfeigned love. Concern for the sick and the poor, that we, we should never forget the sick or the poor, those who can't, who don't have that power to, to advocate for themselves in many ways. Unassuming authority. Uh, that this, if, if we're worried about clericalism in the church and among the clergy, like right in the moment that they're made clerics, we pray for unassuming authority, not, a, not bossiness or anything like that the purity of innocence and the observance of spiritual discipline. And so now, having lived the life of the diaconate, um, we turn, you know, that's um, just a little, that's the, that's the foretaste um, before the ordination to the priesthood. But those are still, those are the virtues that every every priest should have, never losing the grace of the diaconate. Um, in the ceremony itself, um, there's certain promises that that the elect make that those who are being ordained so for the deacons in particular that's when you make your promise of um to pray the liturgy of the hours every day to um live a life of chaste celibacy uh you promise respect and obedience to the bishop that's the only promise you renew um at priest ordination as well um, but here are some of the ones that are asked of the priests and again the whole point of of reflecting on these things is less the catechetical and more like, Lord, what are we asking for when we pray for holy priests? What do, we, what do we want them to be doing? So every priest on the day of his ordination is asked, do you resolve with the help of the Holy Spirit to discharge without fail the office of priesthood in the presbyteral rank as worthy fellow workers with the order of bishops in caring for the Lord's flock? And they respond, I do. Do you resolve to exercise the ministry of the word worthily and wisely preaching the gospel and teaching the Catholic faith. We want, we want our priests um, to exercise the ministry where they preach the gospel, they teach the Catholic faith, and they do it worthily, right? That, that they're, not, um, they're not preaching something foreign to them, their own way of life. Do resolve to celebrate faithfully and reverently in accord with the church's tradition, the mysteries of, the, of Christ, especially the sacrifice of the Eucharist and the sacrament of reconciliation? For the glory of god and the sanctification of the christian people celebrate faithfully and reverently so again every priest promises to do this on his day of ordination and so when we um when there's a lack of fidelity in being faithful to actually celebrating the sacraments when they're not as available um and as well when there's a lack of reverence in them like the priest has already promised to do this as part of the grace of orders now and so Like, they've already, they've got the tools. And so our Lord, we've got to get our, ask our Lord to just stir that up in them, to remember that they promised to do this. Do resolve to implore with us God's mercy upon the people entrusted to your care by observing the command to pray without ceasing. To always be, we want our priests to be men of constant prayer, not just praying, you know, in set times, um, but to pray without ceasing, to always be, be praying um, for the people entrusted to, the, to implore God's mercy, priests are set apart in their prayer to pray for God's mercy upon the people entrusted to their care. Um, and so we we um, we should pray for our priests that they should be praying for us, and we should love that our priests do um, so often pray for us without our even knowing it. And the final one: Do you resolve to be united more closely every day to Christ, the High Priest, who offered Himself for us to the Father as a pure sacrifice and with him to consecrate yourselves to God for the salvation of all. Boom. Like, that's it. That is, that's the whole thing. Every day to be united, more close with Christ the high priest who who offered himself. Every priest is also a victim. And our priests offer themselves as well. The priests, you know, in, in the... Um, institution of the Eucharist. It's the priest is standing in the person of Christ. And so this is my body refers to the body of Christ above all, but the priest in uniting himself with Christ, like this is me, I'm giving myself as well. I'm, I'm a priest who doesn't offer a victim separate from myself, but by being conformed to Jesus Christ, I offer myself too. That our priests daily are offering themselves in the Holy Mass. They're the victims um, not just the one sacrificing someone else, something else, they sacrifice themselves, and they promise to do that every day in fact it 's that promise that um, that is is answered, I do with the help of God, because like that's with god 's help i 'll do this i can 't do it myself, but I do with the help of God um, to consecrate um, that priests are consecrated for the salvation of all. And that they they unite themselves to Christ for that. And then it's a very moving scene in the ordination. We should all try to attend a priest's ordination at least once in our life if we're able to. Um, And probably we can't do it because of COVID right now. But um, to really be there in person, not even just to watch it on YouTube, but to be there in person and see. Because then the priest um, and the deacons, they, they lay prostrate on the floor um, it's a sign of laying down your life to, to lay prostrate, to, to give one's life over. Um, this is a moment of, of really laying, this is the laying down of your life. Like this is, it's quite physically laying down your life. Uh, and so our, um, when we see, uh, when we see that moment, we should think like this priest has already laid down his life and every priest should be reminded of the moment of their prostration at their ordination where they laid down their life. It gave it away. Um, my life is not my own. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Right? And that is, um, what's been given away can't be taken back. Uh, there's, no, there's no take backs with, with the Lord. Um, and during that, the litany of the saints is, is sung. But then... Um, in the actual prayer of ordination, there's a, there's a bit of a preface which talks about the history of, of the need for, for helpers, for co-workers. Priests are co-workers with the bishop. And so today, you know, we should be uh, not only praying for our new priests and deacons, but recognize that they share in the, in the ministry of the bishop. Um, and so the reverence that we have for our priests, we should also have for our, our archbishop and all the more so. We should pray daily for Archbishop Blair. Uh, we should pray for many times a day. We should... Um, we should definitely uh, have a certain reverence toward him. Um, it could be very easy to sit, sit here and criticize decisions of the bishop, but that's if it's not right to do with a priest, it's all the more so not right to do with a bishop uh, who has been charged with this care. And uh, the bishop in this rite actually acknowledges his own weakness. And, um, and now we beseech you, Lord, in our weakness. This is in the actual prayer of ordination. And now we beseech you, Lord, in our weakness, grant us these helpers that we need to exercise the priesthood that comes from the apostles. Like, we need we need more priests. And God answers the prayer. Like, this is so beautiful that we can just love that, like, you, Lord, you, you answer this prayer. We need more priests, and today we're going to have one more. You know, and it's, you know, what's this among so many? Just one, one priest. What is, what is this among so many? Um, but... Uh, when a pre, what, what happens? This is from the gospel. You have the 5,000, the feeding of the 5,000. There's only five loaves and two fish. And the apostles say, like, but what is this among so many? <laughs> like, there's so many. There's so many needs in our church. And we're getting one priest. One priest can change the world. One priest can make all the difference. What does Jesus do with the bread that's given to him at the mu- multiplication of loaves? We hear he takes it. Um... He, bless, he gives thanks. He breaks it, blesses it, and he gives it to the people. It's multiplied for the people. Today, Deacon Jaime is taken from the people. He, he steps out, um, and, he, and the deacons as well, they're taken. And they are um, blessed through this prayer of ordination. And in their life of ministry, they will be um, broken. There will be, there'll be the cross in their lives. They'll make real sacrifices for God's people. A priest that doesn't get broken it can't be distributed because then they're given for all. What's this among so many people? One priest can change the world. Just one. I want 50 more priests. Yeah, okay, good, me too. But, um, but one will change the world when you give him to our Lord. And this is what's happening today. In the actual prayer of ordination, nation, now, this is, the, um, this is the paragraph that does it, right? This is the essential formula. Grant, we pray, Almighty Father, to these, your servants, the dignity of the priesthood. Renew deep within them the spirit of holiness. May they henceforth possess this office which comes from you, O God, and is next in rank to the office of bishop. And by the example of their manner of life, may they instill right conduct. I, I think I preached about this a couple of weeks ago, but um, but this is what 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 is the prayer that makes a man a priest? Renew deep within them the spirit of holiness. I want holy priests. We we want good holy priests. You can't. There's no. There is no um, substitution for holiness good holy priest, so that they can possess this, and may they possess this office, which comes from you, O oh God. The priesthood comes from God. It's not a man-made institution. It's not like we just made this up, and those who ordain priests are not elected by the community. It's not, um, it's not us. This institution, this office, comes from God. It's God's gift to us. St. John Vianney said, the priesthood is the love of the heart of Jesus, that in, in his love for us, our Lord gives us the priesthood, that there are men who lay down their lives for us, for our salvation. Your soul is worth my life. Like when whenever you consider how much does God love love you, is your soul really worth it? Like our Lord has determined your soul is worth the life of a priest. Um and that's that's it. <laughs> When we see the priest, we should think about how much God loves us. Every priest we see, that's how much God loves us. My soul is worth that man's life right there. His whole life given for me, for my soul, for my salvation, for my holiness. And then what a waste it would be to not be holy, right? To not let our priest sanctify us, to not um, go to the priest in confession, to not go to Holy Mass, um, to not want to receive the sacraments, to not listen to the preaching and teachings. Like what a waste it would be. When we when we reject the ministry of priests, like they've already given up their life. You died for nothing. Like that's that's what we're basically saying, you're not not me, you're not my soul. You gave up your life for nothing. I'm not, I don't care. Right? That can't be our response ever. And by the example of their manner of life may they instill right conduct. That it's not through clever, clever sermons. It's not through just yelling at people, but by the example of their manner of life, that we want our priests to live this manner of life, to instill right conduct, to, that we, we change, we, we live correctly because our shepherds are there for us. And they teach us and they guide us, they show us the way to live the life of holiness. Then we go on. May they be co-workers with our order so that by their preaching through the grace of the, and through the grace of the Holy Spirit, the words of the gospel may bear fruit in human hearts and reach even to the ends of the earth. Together with us, may they be faithful stewards of your mysteries so that your people may be renewed in the waters of rebirth through that's baptism. Be nourished from your altar. That's the Holy Eucharist. So that sinners may be reconciled, and that's confession, and the sick raised up anointing of the sick, right? That we, we have priests and this tie to the sacramental life. May they be joined with us, Lord, in imploring your mercy for the people entrusted to their care and for all the world. And that's their life of prayer. When we pray that we want a renewal in the priesthood, when we pray for our priests, like we need to know what we're praying for and when we look to our priests, what do we want? What kind of priests do we want? Oh, we want we want cool priests. We want we want priests who are like me, right? Like I want priests that are like Jesus. <laughs> that's that's who I want. Now our Lord became one of us, and um, you know, we don't want priests who are so removed from everything. They live in their little rectory castle and um, have no contact with people. That that's terrible. Um, but that we we shouldn't want priests who are more like us in our in our sinfulness. We should want priests who, who by a worthy manner of life, um, instill right conduct. Priests who pray for us, who instill holiness, who teach us by their words. Um, We should revere our priests and we should rejoice in the gift of the priesthood. And um, it's one priest can, can change the world. And we've seen that in the history of the church. Just one priest giving his life entirely to our Lord can do incredible things. Um, today is a, is, a, is a great day for our archdiocese. Today we get two new deacons uh, and a new priest. And this is God's gift to us. This is, um, we should be overjoyed at God's gift. Today, um, these men lay down their lives. Their lives are worth, our souls are worth the price of their life. God's generosity is again shown in his love and his care for us um, so we need to continue to pray for our priests we need to pray that they um, that they be holy that they live um, their their ordination that they live all of the all of the prayers which made them into what they are that they continue to um, lay down their lives and we need to pray that throughout the church there be uh, a renewed love for the holy priesthood, or respect for the priesthood, in our time, in a very sorrowful way, the the priesthood and the the respect for the priesthood has been tarnished by the the crimes of of so many priests. Um, acting, it's not even strong enough to say contrary to this, um, acting in in um, truly evil ways. Um, but there's still the good priests, the quiet ones, the ones who. Who, who do give up their lives and who live this. And so we pray for the holiness for our priests. Um, our Lord loves us so much um, that he gives us priests. And today in our local church, in our archdiocese, um, we pray in a special way for, for soon-to-be Deacon Matt and soon-to-be Deacon Joe. Um, and in a real way, um, we thank God for the gift of the priesthood of soon-to-be Father Jaime. Um, and the good that that's going to bear uh, for the church in the Archdiocese of Hartford. And we trust these men in a real way to Our Lady, the Blessed Virgin Mary, the mother of priests. Um, she, uh, Christ was formed in her maternal womb, and so as we want our Christ, our priests to really be alter Christus, to be other Christ, um, to be more and more conformed to Jesus, the High Priest, it's Our Lady who does that, and the Holy Spirit. And so we ask Our Lady, the mother of priests, to pray for... Um, to pray for all of our priests, uh, and with her motherly love and care uh, to help lead them in the ways of holiness. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. Ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.